It's another beautiful morning out there, friends. Once again, welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips and King Toller. Wherever you will be joining or you're joining us from this morning, it's once again a great privilege and a great honor to share this new day with you, to celebrate the heart of God, the mind of God, and of course, the intentions of the Father for our life. The Lord is building this church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. Want to welcome you once again to this moment where we are going to continue to look into the emphasis of the Spirit for our time. The Spirit, Amen, is speaking to us. The days are filled with, uh, if you will, intense prophetic activity, and we want to align our heart, Amen, with the current speakings of God. We want our heart to be established on the word of life. We want our heart to continually feed, amen, on what the Spirit of the Lord will have us, you know, feed on in this period in time. This is not a day or time to be distracted. There's a lot of activity out there to distract us, to derail us, and of course, to hinder us from the journey ahead. But we want to pray and ask the Lord to continue, amen, to grant us the grace and the resolve to maintain our journey as we follow him. As he said to Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. We are coming into maturity and that is the whole essence of why the Lord, amen, is emphasizing this teaching particularly on the concept of the key of David entering into, if you will, the day of the restoration of the tabernacle of David. All of that is to bring us into another phase of amen the emphasis to maturity or of maturity so before we go further this morning in that which heaven has ordained for us we are going to take amen, a few minutes to pray so please join me in prayer let's pray let's seek the heart of god let us seek the mind of god let us ask the spirit of god this morning once again to build us amen to empower us to to, to enrich us to energize us so wherever you are if you're joining me this morning we want to pray, we want to just allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, amen, into heaven's prophetic, amen, intentions for our day. We want our heart once again to journey towards that place called Zion, the place of perfected beauty, amen, hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you once again this morning. We rejoice in you. We celebrate you this morning. Our heart swells, oh God, when we think of your goodness, your love, and your mercy. When we think of your counsels and intentions over our day, we proclaim, oh God, that nothing will stop or hinder us, oh Father. This morning, we celebrate your heart. We celebrate your voice. We celebrate your promptings, your pulling, your ooing, your drawing us, oh God, to that place of the depth. You said, you said in your word that the deep will call to the deep like the noise of many waters. Thank you once again this morning as you as you give us this opportunity, yes Lord, to gather before you, to hear your heart, to know your desire, oh Father, that we will go deeper, that there will be a place in us, oh God, that will be longing for more of you. Father, we pray this morning that our heart, our desire, our quest this morning will be to know you more, will be to be transformed into your image and into your likeness, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, this morning uh, as you continue to engage us regarding your prophetic emphasis for this day, Lord, that we will not be derailed, we will not be distracted, but rather we will develop the resolve, yes, Lord, to keep our mind focused on you. Lord, we know, oh God, that it's not by might, it's not by power, but by your spirit. 
So we wait, we depend on your spirit to renew us, to energize us, to empower us, to endow us. We've moved beyond the ideas and the religion of man. Father, we are coming to the place of divine intimacy, of, of communion, of relationship. We want to know more of you. Yes, you, you want to bring us to a higher place in you where our hearts can begin to, yes, pulsate towards your desire and counsel as your kingdom continue to unfold. Yes, Lord, within our day, Lord, we agree with what your spirit is emphasizing and we say yes to your will this morning we say yes to your way may we not be carried away may we not be swept away may we not be derailed oh god yes father by the challenges of of the day the challenges that ought to build and equip us may we not become so focused on them that lord we stop hearing you lord we thank you once again this morning that your instruction will once again empower us will enable us will give us the resolve the capacity the strength and the finance to abide yes we want to be yes that tree that abides we want to remain yes Jesus your word do you declare in John John 15 you said without me you can do nothing oh Spirit of God may we come to truth may we come to light may we come to understanding that truly without you we can do absolutely nothing it is the spirit that quickens. He said the flesh profits nothing. So we have come to depend on the leading and the guidance of the spirit. Yes, it's the, it's the day of your spirit. It's the day of the outpouring of your spirit. But you cannot pour your spirit into an old wine skin. And there are many things that have continued to define, oh God, our wine skin. Rigidity, oh God carnality, the works of the flesh. There are so many things that have continued to limit us from journeying further with you. Lord, as you continue to shake the foundation, yes, of our life and the systems that define us, oh God, as our world continue to crumble and come to an end so that your day can begin in our life, may we see through your perspective and may we surrender, may we submit to what you're speaking, oh God, and what you're declaring. Lord, this is not about a show. We have not come here, Lord, just to mark another uh, uh, mark of show. No, we want you. We need you. Without you, we are hopeless. Without you, we are hopeless. Once again, may we receive this morning the key of David. May we access what is defined as the key of David. May we come into this understanding that there is a reality called a key. It's a spiritual key. It's captured within the value system of certain individual. But this time around is a man by the name David. David has become a pattern for us. David has become a standard for us. A benchmark. A yastic for us. A plumb line for us. Oh God, may we surrender to your voice. May we be awakened. We have one choice. And may we make this choice, oh God, based on the patterns of your spirit. Indeed, you are building your church. 
and the gates of Hades will not prevail. The gates of the lies of the enemy will not prevail. The gates, oh God, of wickedness, the gates of deception will not prevail. So we thank you once again as you continue to shake the foundations of many generations. May we come to Zion, the place where you restore it. Your values and your intention, your counsels and your demand for the day. Hallelujah. Friends, once again, welcome this morning. I want to welcome you if you're joining me wherever you're joining from. It's a great privilege and a great honor once again to share this moment with you. Uh, as you can see, I have just moved into my uncompleted office, but you know, we've gone far. The Lord has been so great. Uh, we, at least we've reached about 70% readiness. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to God. I'm just sitting, you know, uh, almost opposite to the sun, so my, my face will be shot, <laughs> to, you know, to, to the sun, but don't mind, I'm still trying to get everything right here. But anyhow, I want to welcome you, this is the Potter's Gate, amen, and we have been dealing with the concept of the restoration of the Tabernacle of David, and as we have been saying for a while, that this is not just another uh, uh, teaching, or right, on David, or the Tabernacle of David, no, the day of the Lord is upon us. You better believe it. The day of the Lord is upon us. I remember the uh, uh, two, three weeks ago, I did a, a, a teaching on or, uh, the, 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 the end of the ages, the prophetic signification, amen, of the end of the ages. Of course, with what happened in Syria and in Turkey. All right. Now I'm sure if you if you've been following the news, you must have heard that close to 50,000 people have died. All right, between Syria and Turkey. All right, with the event of that you know earthquake that took place. Of course, that carries a powerful prophetic event signification. In case you don't know, that area, in fact, the place where you know that earthquake took place in Turkey was the batting place of the church and of course are uh, uh, the seven churches where you know when the Bible talk about the seven churches in Asia it's around that area so uh, uh, could God be speaking to us could that physical natural shaking and then be telling us about amen the shaking that is already taking place or that will be taking place within the church of course I think so I believe so amen with all my heart because the scripture says first the natural then of course the spiritual so what we are seeing panning out and you know the dangerous thing let me say this quickly the dangerous thing is for us to be in the day of the fulfillment amen of a prophetic word or we are in a day where God is you know carrying out certain spiritual activity and we're not even aware of it like 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 they said in the days of Noah amen Noah for 120 years plus has been building this order has been you know aligning himself and, and, and bringing his family into this system amen that God has given to him into this architectural design that God has asked him to build and the people around him amen were totally oblivious to what you know uh, God amen is doing through the life of this man you know, so we can be in the midst of the fulfillment of God's intentions and purpose that ought to bring us to the next season. And we're totally, completely clueless. We're just carrying on with life. We're just doing our own thing because all right, we've got to survive. You know, isn't that what life is all about? Survivor. No, life is beyond survivor. We have to understand that within amen, the, 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 the issues of trying to, you know, make ends meet, you know, trying to keep 
you know, keep up with family, you know, relationship, you know, uh, career. And within all of that, you've got to factor, amen, that you are moving to us, amen, a place of divine, amen, counsel, a place of divine intention. That within all of the mess, within all of the issues, economic issues, political issues happening around us, amen, that the intentions of God, that the counsels of God is advancing. Amen. And you like it or not, amen. That advancement is affecting you, is affecting your home, is affecting your marriage, your relationship, your career, your ministry, whatever it is. We've got to be able to factor that into our life, amen. So that, amen, we know how to, you know, yield ourselves. We know that the Bible says God, amen, is doing a new thing. He said, I will do a new thing. We are in the midst, amen, of a new thing. But you see, the way God defines new, newness is not the way we understand newness. In, in God, amen, newness means to go back, amen, and begin to correct those things that we have left, amen, untouched, undone, those things that we have ignored. That is newness to God. He will come back and challenge, amen, that area of your life, amen, that is not in alignment. Because at the end of the day, God wants every one of us, amen, to be within the ark. God wants every one of us, amen, to be a life of vessel that he can use. That is the reason why, amen, we are saved. The reason for redemption is for us to become a Amen. Of change on earth. Hallelujah. His kingdom is coming, and that kingdom will continue to impact. Amen. And to and to challenge every value system that is not of God, that is not of Amen. God's you know our, our intention in our life. God is challenging those things. And sometimes when that is when that is happening, we would think it's the devil. <laughs> of course, the devil is just an instrument in the hand of God. Of course, it, God will use the enemy. The devil has no power over you. The devil cannot destroy. Neither can he destroy me. But God will use him, amen, to bring perfection. To You know, I was thinking about this this morning just before I began to broadcast. You know, God's people are being brought out of the furnace. There's a, there's a sense of, ref, you know, refining, a, ref, a refining fire right now that is taking place. It's all part of, amen, God's dealing. So when you look at what is going on, and, that, and that's why you've got to read that short article, all right, I did yesterday. It's important that we, we adjust our perspective so that you don't think because you're going through hell, you're going through the valley of the of the shadow of death, you're going through the valley of Baca, then you think the world is coming, is coming to an end, that that is the end. No, no, no. It's part of, amen, one, one direction, one value system that you have embraced that is not, amen, in line with the will of God to be challenged so that, amen, God's will, God's plan can find expression. Listen, I'm saying this, you know, you know, we 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 we'll all do, you know, a, a, a sense of understanding because in the past, you know, two weeks, I have I have gone through what you call going through the valley of the shadow of death. Yes, where, where you know you you feel disorientated. Yes, I'm talking about me. You feel tired. You feel you just know that the enemy is attacking you. You you, you understand? But you know, then the Lord will come and tell you. But this is me. This is me. It's part of me refining you. It's part of me preparing you to be able to carry what I want to pour out in this season. For us to presume or assume that God is just going to use us the way we are. It's a fallacy. It's a lie. It's a lie. Amen. That the vessel of God must be prepared. The vessel of God. Amen. Vessels that will represent his priesthood, hallelujah, in this season will be vessels that have been that have been crushed. The Bible says, For we have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings, feelings of our infirmity. So Jesus knows about what you're feeling, what you're going through. 
but it's all part of, amen, the process to make you an instrument that God can depend on, to make you accountable, responsible, to make you, amen, yes, one that he can, he can, he can use, amen, to birth his purpose. Amidst all of, all of the things happening on earth, the purpose of God is not stopped. The purpose of God is not hindered. Alright, so the earlier we yield and surrender and submit to what God is doing, the better for us. Amen. Because you can't fight God. You can't you can't address God. You, you, you know, you 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 ask you ask Jacob. God will use Jacob, amen. But God will not use Jacob as Jacob. God will use a Jacob that is transformed into Israel. Hallelujah. Are you getting the point, friends? So perspective perspective is very, very, you know important in this season. The prism to which we see life, to which we see ourselves, amen, is very, very, it's critical, amen, so that you don't come to a wrong conclusion. The devil is after me, amen. There is something in my village that, you know, pursuing me. No, no, no. It is God harvesting all kinds of, you know, things out of your life so that, amen, he can come. Remember, the idea of the restoration of the tabernacle of David is for God himself to come and sit on them. It's from there, hallelujah, that God is going to rule and reign over the earth. And people are emerging in this season, amen, whose life are going to become an habitation for God. Amen. A people are emerging in this hour whose mind, whose thought, amen, will become the very expression, amen, of the mind of Christ. And you know that is a that's a big deal. You mean uh, God is going to use my mind to do His work? Yes, yes. That and that's why right now God is dealing with the stronghold. God is pulling down things. You know, God is casting down things. God is engaging things in your life, things you don't want to let go of, things you have come to embrace. Hallelujah ideologies that we have come to believe amen that yes this is who I am no that's not who you are that's what somebody told you that's that's a system somebody infused into your mind amen that's a wrong belief system that you have come to believe they say as a man thinks in his heart so he is somebody programmed your mind somebody programmed my mind amen yes before in fact the moment you were born into this world the systems of this world amen has begun a process amen to 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 re-engineer you, to rewire you so that you can do their bidding. And they do that through the fallen nature. And that's the whole essence of redemption, so that you and I amen, can come into the life that heaven has ordained for us. There's a pattern of life God designed for us. You and I know, I know that I'm not living, amen, in the fullness of the life that God ordained for me. I'm not living, amen, in the full reality of what has been written in the word of God. There are still struggles in my life. There are still challenges in my life. There are still areas in my life, amen, that I don't I don't fully understand. And therefore, how can I, amen, yield the places that I have come, amen, to, to own as my place? You know, there are places we've given to God, but there are areas that we are, we are yet to give to God. But until we totally, completely surrender, hallelujah, to him who will remain in that outside outside dimension of the things of God. We can be talking about, oh, the third day. We can be talking about the, the inner realities. We can be talking about coming into the presence of God. But if we are not acting, amen, in a way that will allow our life, amen, to, to, to break into that holies of holy, the, the things of God, the things, the realities of the kingdom are not in the outer court. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The realities of the kingdom are not in the in the in the holy court. The realities of the kingdom are within the holies of holy. And 
that is why in David, hallelujah, all the three order of the tabernacle are collapsed into one. Only in the tabernacle of David, you see that, amen, yes, the outer court, the inner court, and the holies of holy have been collapsed into one order. And that one order is a system of life, is a, is a, is a principle of existence, is a lifestyle, hallelujah, is a pattern of thinking. And this is what the Spirit of God wants us to come into. And they will, listen to this. I want to repeat what I'm about to say. They will do whatever they need to do to bring you to that place of divine synchronization. You and God, hallelujah, will become one. I'm not saying you're going to be God, but I'm saying your life will so mirror the, the life, the intentions of God, that wherever you are, your life becomes the expression of the Father's desire. My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. You are sent for a purpose. Wherever you are right now is a place you've been sent to. But for the will of God to be carried out in that dimension, Alleluia, you've got to surrender. But there is no, there is no, there is no strength to surrender if you are not feeding on the meats. Hello, there is a there is a meal we have to eat in this new day, Hallelujah, that will enable us, Hallelujah, yes, to become doers of the will of God. There is a meal we have been feeding on that is good, that is exciting, that makes us feel Hallelujah, praise God. But we have no capacity to do the will of God. You see. So we've got to feed on certain spiritual meals, certain spiritual food, amen. They were eating manna, amen, for 40 years. It was good for them. They loved it. The Bible called it an angel's food. But guess what? They never enter into. They never enter into the day of doing the bidding of God. No wonder Jesus said to his disciple, except you eat of me and drink of me, you have no part in me. Because what the Father is looking for, hallelujah, is the people that are going to come into the will of the Father. We have been praying that prayer. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. That will remain a prayer until you and I begin to feed on Jesus. Before Jesus, hallelujah, died on the cross, he had what is called the Last Supper. What do you think the Last Supper was all about? That meal, amen, was to awaken the people, amen, who will enter, who will step into, amen, the reality of what the church ought to be, hallelujah. Are you, are you listening to me, friends? I'm just speaking as the Spirit of God, amen, steers the spirit in my heart. There is a meal we have to eat. There is a bread until Jesus fed them with that bread, amen, on the, on the road to Emmaus. Their eyes were not open. Many of us want our eyes to be open. We want to see things. We want to enter into dimension, but we're not ready, hallelujah, to eat the meal, the food, the bread of Christ, hallelujah. We have to enter into the order of life, excuse me. Thank you, Jesus. We have to enter into the order of life. What are you feeling on? Are you feeling on what we just, you know, please, peace your mind, your, you know, your, your expectation. Oh, God is going to do it. No, you, you've got to come to a day where you comply. Not my will, Jesus said. In, in Gethsemane, in the place of the, I hope you know, Gethsemane is not about fighting the devil. The Gethsemane is about fighting, you know, the human will. Father, is there not, is, is there not another way that this, this thing, this, this work, amen, can be done? <laughs> That's Gethsemane. But Jesus immediately corrected himself. Nah, <clears throat> it's not my will. Let your will be done. The will of God, hallelujah, cannot be done 
by any human that have not amen, submitted to feeding on Christ Jesus until we feed on Christ, until we become, hallelujah, yes, what, what we are feeding on in terms of spiritual meal, we have no capacity to do the will of God. We can talk about it, we can romance it, we can express it, we can do so many things around it, but we will never enter into it because it takes one whose, amen, whose, whose sense of existence and life has been laid down on the altar. Like Isaac has been laid down on the altar. When your life and mine is laid down on the altar, ah, then God has an instrument, God has a, man, a tool, God has a vessel to, you know, to use. The principle has not changed. So these are all things that we are learning. A new order of people are emerging. A new, a new, a new, a new, a new, a new sense of, you know, be- believers. Uh, Forget the thing with that thing we call church. That we, I'm, I'm sure by now you know we've passed that order. It's not the it's not the system that man established, and we give it a title, we give it a name. All right, anybody can build anything and call it a church <laughs> because somebody you know pray and sing and worship and you know and you know exchange sacrifice and doesn't mean that God is there. God has moved from you know from Bethel. He wants to become the El, El Betel, the God of Betel, the God of the house. Hallelujah. And remember, Betel is the place of the bread. Betel is the place of the bread. Uh, it's not just about having the bread and admiring it. We've got to feed on it. We've got to eat the meal. We've got to feed on the on the on the bread, just like David. Hallelujah. When Bible when he was hungry, he went into the temple. Hallelujah. You see, it takes a relationship. You see, re- religion tells you, Amen. You cannot eat the the bread. You you. You, you dare not touch it. Amen. It's sacred. It's set aside. But David had come to a place in, in his life where he understands that his life is what God wants. His life is what God needs. Hallelujah. So he went into the temple. Hallelujah. And he took the bread. He ate the bread under the under the under the value, under the old order of the mosaic law he ate it, he ate, he ate the scroll, eating that bread means everything that defines, amen the temple worship, oh, everything that defines sacrifice, amen has become one with David, he ate it but not only did he eat it, he also gave it to his army, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if somebody understands what David did the significance, amen and the implication of what David did, you see, because David's heart was aligned to the, you know, to the mind of God, to the will of the Father. Amen. He didn't, he didn't go and desecrate. He didn't desecrate. Amen. The, 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 the temple and the order of of worship. No, the Bible says he was hungry, and he went into the temple. Amen. And the bread that has been consecrated, desecrated. Amen. Excuse me, consecrated for God. He ate it. <laughs> Except to eat of me. You have no life. It takes a dimension of understanding relationship to be able to do that and get away with it. Because David is teaching us something that God is calling us to a point but place of intimacy. You see, there's a place you come to in God where certain teachings and, <clears throat> and emphasis no longer matters because you have passed that outer court. You have, passed, you have passed that, amen, 
uh, 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 order of the, the ceremonial life of spiritual things. You've passed that order. Now you are seeking, yes, an intermingling. You're seeking a communion with God. You're, you're, you know, God calls certain people in the scripture. He calls them his friends. The Bible says the secret things belong to God. Yes. The things, amen, that are revealed are designed for us, amen, yes, and our children. There are things that we've got to search out in this season that will allow us to take a further step into, yes, the order of life in the Father. When we keep our mind fixated on certain words and, uh, you know, facets of truth, we, come, we, we become distracted and beclouded. You know, there are certain emphasis that we are declaring, all right? And we build camps around those things. We preach around those things. We, we, our relationship are built around those things. But there are still journeys. There are still dimensions in the Father that heaven wants us to come into. No wonder, amen, God said, to, I found one in David whose heart is after me. The construction and the configuration of our hearts in this season will define how far we are going to walk in the realities of the unfolding kingdom of God. Amen. The condition of our hearts, amen. The condition of your heart will define, amen, what the Father is going to be pouring and how far He's going to pour. God is restoring the tabernacle of that day, of David. And you and I, amen, if we submit and surrender to the dealings of God, will become that tabernacle. It's not the physical tabernacle man is building out there. Amen. This is a working mobile temple. This is a temple, amen, that can carry the Lord as he desires. God says, I want to go to Jericho. You carry him there. Remember, God is a spirit. This is this is the partnership. This is how God designed how, amen, our life ought to be lived. God is a spirit. Whenever God wants to move, amen, or do something, or, you know, transform a people, amen, awaken a people, he needs a vessel, he needs instrument, amen. Yes, God always needs instrument. Everything we read in the scripture, hallelujah, are going to be carried out through humans, through men and women who have surrendered, who have yielded themselves, who have become, amen, vessels for God. Do you want to be a vessel? Do you want God to use you beyond, amen, the minds of men, beyond your own imagination? Do you want to go to a place you've never been before? How far do you want to go with God? Yes, that would, of course, be determined by, amen, how, how much of yourself you want to yield. The cross is the place where we come to the finality of who we are. The cross is the place where we come to the finality of who we are. That is why, amen, our journey must be factor, amen, within the concept of the cross. No matter what you do, no matter what you preach, amen, no matter what you become tomorrow, amen. Listen, the cross must always become, amen, the, 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 the reality that defines your center, amen. If Christ is going to become the center of your life and focus, then the cross cannot become a message of yesterday. The cross must constantly, listen to what Jesus said. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Many want to follow Jesus without a cross. That's why we get to a particular point in our life. We get distracted. We get disorientated. We get confused. 
we get disheartened. We get disappointed. Why? Because the cross is no longer a yes, factor into our, our walk. When you want to walk with the Lord, carry. You see, the weight of the cross brings our life, amen, in, 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 in constant perspective, in constancy to the demand, amen, to the reality, to the, to the, to the requirement of God, to the journeys and the... Listen, there is nothing as more prophetic than the cross. The cross is not a one-time message. Christ hung on the cross to show us the pattern of ascension. Christ died on the cross not just to remove our sin, amen, yes, but to also show us the pattern of ascending. You see, in the things of the kingdom, you've got to meet God. You have to go out of where you are to meet him somewhere. You've got to be journeyed towards that towards that mountain. Hallelujah. So is somebody listening this morning? Are, 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 you, are, you listening? are you hearing what the Spirit of God is doing? Where are we? We are in the day where God is restoring a temple, a tabernacle called the Tabernacle of David. That tabernacle, we say, amen, is a, is a lifestyle, is a belief system, is a pattern of thinking, amen, yes, is a value standard. And there's, a, there's this word we put out, you know, uh, some time ago, we say, amen, David represents an earthly portal of the coming manifestation of the kingdom of God. We are now witnessing, amen. We are witnessing, amen, the, the, the unfolding reality of this tabernacle. And for this tabernacle, amen, to, to you know to make a landfall, to manifest within our space, they will shake everything that can be shaken in our life. They will shake completely, amen. Everything they will process, they will challenge every dimension of our existence. Amen. So that the flesh will not take glory in what God is about. You know what, friends? Do you, you know what? After the great shaking is the great outpour. <clears throat> After the great shaking is the great outpour. What do I mean by this? When, when, when God has, you know, brought us to a point, a place where He has caught our attention. And we have yielded our lives to him then God begins to pour himself then God begins to pour there's a release whatever God needs amen to express it to express himself to express amen, his kingdom in the earth will be poured through a people in the last day I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh that outpouring amen of the spirit of God <laughs> If you think it's just about tongues and you know just giving prophecy and all of that, those are in fact those are mere small things. There will there will there will be an outpour of the spirit of God that will work in certain dimension of authority and power, you know, dominion in terms of amen, the expressions of, 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 of the presence of God in the earth. That's what dominion is. Dominion is the expression of the presence of God, amen. In our life, dominion is the expression, amen, of the administration of God and His Spirit, amen, within our realm. That's dominion. Dominion is not, is not just, you know, uh, challenging and putting down authority. No, no. Dominion is when 
the life of God, amen, yes, is expressed through the presence of God in our life. So wherever we are, you see, wherever Jesus went, he took dominion, amen. Uh, the people were in need, he expressed dominion, amen. He expressed dominion there. Do dominion is not about, uh, we take over this country, we take over, no, no, no. Dominion is not a political idea. I, I guess, <laughs> I guess the Lord is saying something here to somebody, all right? You know, our, our, our idea of spirituality, amen, has been captured by politics. Uh, uh, the politics of you know uh, uh, you know uh, uh, of 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 you know nationality and globalization. You understand? I think I think that has you know filtered into the church. So when people are talking about dominion, you better ask them what are you really talking about? What what's your understanding of dominion? Dominion begins when Christ hallelujah, is crowned over your life. When Christ has dominated you, dominate your mind, your thought, every aspect of your being is captured. Hallelujah. That is dominion. Dominion is not lording it over others. Yesterday I was we we're sharing Tina. We're talking about the, the you know the concept of redefining of you know leadership. This is it. Dominion is when God, Amen, takes total control. He has total access. Amen. Yes, over your mind, over your thoughts. Amen. Over your you know desire, your emotion. How can you go and exercise dominion on behalf of God when there are areas of your life, Amen, that have not come under His dominion? That dominion theology we are hearing being preached out there is cute. It's not alive because the kingdom of God, amen, as we understand kingdom, amen, it's not about going to exercise authority and power outside. No, that power and authority, first of all, is established over your life. When God has dominion over my mind, in other words, when God tells me stop, I stop. When God says move, I move. When God says sit, I sit. When God says run, I run. When God says move out of this place and move to the next place, I, 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 you know, I respond. That is dominion. In my obedience, amen, to heaven's dominion, my life becomes the expression, amen, of God's, amen, restoration in the earth. That is dominion. The restoration of, 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 of the earth back to God's desire, God's divine order is dominion. Dominion, I, I wish I could stand up to, you know, to show you, you know, what, because we have this idea, you know, in the body of Christ that dominion is whether, you know, I take dominion, I take dominion, I take charge, I'm in control, you know, everything is under me. That's not dominion. Dominion is when Christ has free course over my life. Dominion is when Christ, amen, has, has, amen, he, he can lay his head. They said the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Dominion is that Jesus can lay his authority. He can function through my life. Now, once he spoke, twice I heard David say, once the Father spoke, twice he heard that all power belongs to God. That's dominion. That's dominion. Do you want to understand dominion? They have to dominate you. You have to come to the place of surrender. You come to the place of submission. Uh, and you cannot do that if your ears is not open. You see, all of the things of God are built, are built. We're talking about the restoration earlier of the stones, living stones. 
God is rebuilding things back into their rightful place in our life. God does not use, amen, dysfunctional, amen, disjointed, disconnected people to exercise dominion. All those teachings and preachings we're hearing, dominion, no, no, it's never going to happen. It's a fallacy. Dominion is when your life has come, amen, into full submission to the ways of God. And this is what they try to teach us by the first lesson that David learned. He was a shepherd. In the place of shepherding, they teach you how to understand kingdom dominion. <laughs> I am a good shepherd, Jesus said. A good shepherd learns the principle of dominion. There's a way, amen, you, you, you call the sheep that the sheep earlier follows you. <laughs> Dominion is not threatening people. It's not amen, preaching a gospel of fear. Uh, uh, the kingdom of God is not expressed through fear. Uh, if you don't do this, that will happen to you. That's not the kingdom of God. It's not the kingdom of God. Dominion earlier is not a gospel that creates fear, that creates a, a, a judgment and condemnation earlier. No, no, no. There's a, there's a life you come into. Oh, Jesus. There is a, there's a level of influence of the Spirit of God in your life, amen, that you don't just call the sheep, but they follow you. My sheep hears my voice. A stranger's voice they will not follow. When you begin to walk in the authority of this new life of what is called the kingdom life, amen. One of the, one of the expressions, amen, is the, 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 the spirit of dominion. Our Bible says, how Jesus, amen, amen, who was anointed by the spirit, went about doing good for God was with him. It is God exercising authority through one, amen, that he, he caused his regents in the earth. Hallelujah. When your life becomes an expression, amen, of, of obedience, you will walk, you will move, amen, in the power of the new age, the age to come, the age of the kingdom, amen, which we are entering into, the age of the church, hallelujah, the way we know it, amen, has ended and is ending. You better believe it. You better believe it. Don't let it be too late before that, amen, gets into your mind. God is collapsing every structure, every ideology, belief system, amen, that man has built, that has painted, hallelujah, that has wrongly defined his church to his people. God is knocking those things down. And we said, he's using even natural things. The earthquake, you know, I was telling you, amen, that that earthquake that took place in, in Syria is a reflection, amen, of what God is doing or is about to do within this church. All those regions where, amen, the earthquake took place in Turkey are the birthplace of the church. Those were the places that Paul and the rest of, you know, uh, the, uh, you know the disciples, the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ did ministry. All the things we are reading in the book of Revelation all took place within those regions. Now those places are being shaken to the core. Is God speaking? God must be speaking. If that is not God speaking, then I don't know what is happening. And my point is, this thing can be happening in plain sight, and yet we are totally oblivion to it. We are totally clueless about it. There's a handwriting on the wall. <laughs> we all see the handwriting. 
but nobody can relate to what is going on. Nobody can connect. They said, is there no one in this entire kingdom, amen, of Babylon, this powerful kingdom that can read this handwriting? The church as we know it today cannot read the handwriting on the wall. God is moving, amen, through, through you know, persecutions and, and death and earthquake, amen. There are various expressions of the move of God today. But what we see is, you know, tragedy. You know, what we see is famine. We cannot see God at work. That this is part of God reinvesting his own, taking back his own. This is the expression of God's dominion in the earth. God is telling, hallelujah, the people of the world that he is in control, that he is in charge, hallelujah, that he is still very much, hallelujah, in control, that there is nothing that can stop or hinder his divine program and intention. I'm just trying to tell you that our theology of dominion has to be right. Our doctrine of dominion to dominate the earth is that first of all your life has come into perfect synchronization with the Father. God will not use you to awaken a people to bring people's hearts back to Him because that's dominion. <laughs> that you have such an influence to preach a gospel and people, their hearts are gets to turn to God. Ooh, there is nothing as, as, as powerful as expressing the definition of dominion than that. I was sharing with my sister yesterday all right, that we are not the one to do the work of the Holy Spirit. There are things that we have been designed and we have been asked to do. And we've got to know. We've got to know what we have been called to do. Amen. And when we get to finishing what we are called to do, we must trust the Holy Spirit to do the rest. Our problem is <laughs> we want to do the work of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is not responding the way all right, we expected, we get disorientated, we get confused, we get disappointed, amen, even at God, we get disappointed at ourselves, at what we call ministry, because you have set a wrong benchmark, you have set a wrong expectation for yourself. You are not the Holy Spirit. You are not the one changing people. You are to present to God a vessel a pure, clean vessel, hallelujah, that he can use to express his intention, amen. And, and how God wants to do that, when he wants to do that, is left for him. We need to remind ourselves all of this. These are our concepts that we have to understand as we continue to interact, amen, with the new day of the Lord. The kingdom of God is upon us. Some right now, the kingdom is knocking. The kingdom of God, the reality of the kingdom, amen, is knocking. They said, behold, we stand at the door of your heart. We are knocking, knocking. They're knocking. Allow me in. But you cannot allow him in because there are all kinds of things amen, that has occupied that space that sounds like God, that looks like God. <laughs> because you know that when you allow God in, those things that you have held on to that have become your sense of security, you know, will have to be let go of. Let, let go of. I was sharing with my sister yesterday that, that's it. A lot of people, amen, who want to come into the things of God are scared. You know why they are scared? Because they know that they are going to what? They're going to lose their control. They're going to lose, amen. Yes, that's the word. They're going to lose control. We, we want to be in charge, amen. You know, pastors this morning, they're in charge. Hallelujah. The man is ready. You know, uh, you know the choirs are ready. They're in charge, all right? We, 
we like to be in charge. We need to be careful even in relating to how we represent the things of God. Because sometimes God just wants to move you out of that position. Maybe even ask you to sit down for a while. But because that position has come to define who you are. There are certain people right now that they cannot afford to fail. Not, not because uh, 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 you know, they don't want to fail. But because to them failure is a, is a manifestation of defeat. <laughs> I don't know if, you, if you're getting what I'm saying. They can't take it. Because they build their life to certain pedestra that anything that deals with failure or inability or incapability, are you 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 finish them? They can't handle it. They rather die. They rather continue, amen, to to find a way of feeding that thing that is not working. And this is what God is doing right now. Is bringing you to the end of yourself. Is bringing me to the end of myself. This is the gospel. This is what is called the tabernacle. Because, like I said, in the tabernacle, there are no utensils there. There are no ceremony there. Tabernacle of Moses is only God. He feels. Isaiah said, "I saw him." His trail feels the temple. He feels the temple. There is no place for a, a table of shoe bread. There is no place for a candlelight. There is no place for, you know, the basin of uh, or washing. All of those things are removed. All you have, amen, is the ark of God. Covered in a tent. <laughs> God is there. The things that is struggling with God, the religion, the ideas of men that we have, you know, we are brought in to, 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 to jive the things of God, you know. We like to do this thing. Uh, back in the day is the is the incense that the priests, you know, we shake and the candles that we burn and the and the big cross and all of this. And then that gives people a sense, a sense. Hey God was God is in this place. How can you reduce the creator of the entire world, the universe? We don't even know, we don't even know 99% of what he has created called the universe. Even that which we call the earth, we, we only know maybe 1% of what is in the earth. And then you, all that reality of God, you reduce it to candle, you reduce it to, you know, seven golden lamps. Not knowing that those are all symbols. You see? When you don't understand, when you are still growing earlier, they use symbols. They use symbols to teach. I use symbols. I use Lego, color. You understand? Yes. To teach my child. That's, that's what they do for us in the first day of the things of the Spirit. They use similitudes. They use imagery. They use colors earlier. Yes. They will use earthquake. But God does not need to use an earthquake to speak to the church. If you can hear, let those who have the ears hear what the Spirit Hear it. If, if you can't hear the spirit, well, then they're going to use an accident. Then they will use, you know, something crazy out there. To, and even when they use those things, sometimes we still don't hear. Because our mind is so rigid. Our belief system is so rigid. That uh, the lie has been portrayed to be the truth. And the truth has been turned into a lie. This is our challenge. 
But if we will respond to what the Spirit of God is doing in this season, you will notice that, amen, there is a journey within us. There is a, there is a drawing, there's a pulling, there's a calling. Hallelujah. Yes. God says, I want you to represent a mobile temple, a mobile house. I want you, I want you to become a living temple, a living epistle, a living stone. Can you see? Living living altar, living temple, living stone, yes. Living means it's alive, it's moved, uh, not something, you, you, you cannot find God earlier in some things you bring together. Now, that's idolatry, <laughs> you know, uh, people are into idolatry, they, they gather things together, you know, have an image, you know, uh, whatever it is, and then they say God is there, you understand? But this thing cannot speak. That's not God. That's why they give us the living word. They didn't just give us a letter. In fact, Jesus said the letter will kill you. The more you read this thing, but you don't read it with, amen, the, the spirit of God. You don't read it with life. Hallelujah. They said this thing, this thing is going to kill you. Because <laughs> it's not going to pan out the way you expect. And you will think God, amen, has forsaken you. Remember, it's there. But religion told you that this is how God will turn up. This is, this, is, this is how you must get to God. No. Jacob found out while he was running from his own brother. He just committed a crime. He just stole his brother's birthright. He was running. His mother told him, go to my brother. He was, he was on his way to Pandanaram, to the house of Laban, where they're going to teach him, Aleah, that you cannot escape, Aleah, the process. On his way to Pandanaram, he laid on the rock only to realize that hey, even in the desert God is there <laughs> he said and I did not know that this is the house of God and the gate of heaven in the desert may God continue to knock off the lies the falsehood that we have imbibed, that we have accepted in the name of serving God, in the name of pleasing God. When God is sending you to Nineveh, you've paid your way to Tarsus. When God is calling you to build up Zion, you're building a tower called Babel. Come on. Have you noticed, I said it some time ago, there's always resource. Listen, there's always resource to build anything we want to build. Not what we build that matters. It's not our massive. There was something that was just built in Nigeria, you know, Trinity Tower. They call it. It was the it was the expression, the the, the pleroma, if you will, the, the 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 finality of what religion can build. We've saw we've we've seen the biggest auditorium built in Nigeria. Now we're seeing tower being built. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, ah, religion is a dangerous thing. It's a terrible thing. And we do all of that, then we call it God. Look at what God did in the temple of Solomon. God said, this is a beautiful thing you've done. But if you stop worshiping me and your heart turns to worship idol, I will bring this place down. I will make it a house of jackal, a house of wolves. 
I will make it a byword. And I'm looking at this and I'm I'm hearing God speaking in the midst of this celebration and you know uh, I, I, all this fanfare. Is this the best we can do? Of course, that's the best the church, as they call it, can you know can offer. We need to build something that can bring the presence of God down. When the presence of God comes down into our life, our life becomes, amen, an expression, a river that is transforming the sphere, the realm. This is what God is doing. God is restoring Eden. Eden is the place, hallelujah, yes, of the delight. God delights in Eden. God is looking for a company of men and women that he delights in. And out of their life will flow four heads of river into the nations. What God is doing in this season, hallelujah, has all the resources to attract the world into God. But if you think you've got something amen, that you can you can wave to the world system that will attract them, they will treat it the way they treat amen, other YouTube channel, other whatever they do out there. There's so many things attracting the world system. Yes, people look at it and admire it, admire it, and that's all. I don't want to do something that the world will just admire, and it has no life. It cannot speak. It cannot, amen, bring people to their knees and cause kings and empire, amen, to crumble. The principle of God is that he plants his own among the systems of the world. Plant his own. Daniel was planted there. Joseph was planted there. David was planted among the Philistines when he was running from Saul. And we understand the principle of light and salt. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are a city set on the hill that cannot be hidden. It's not what you build. It's a life that you emit. It's, it's an order. It's a value system that you express. You see, when you, when you walk past people, they must feel the presence of God. The Bible says that, amen, as Peter was walking, his shadows was healing people. And people were, were using all kinds of things just to throw at Peter so they can get healed. Listen, the world is in need of healing. I'm building something that looks, you know, ceremonious but has no life. God has moved out of the building. God now sits in the heart of man. Take me to America. Take me to Syria. Take me to Russia. Take me to Ghana. Take me to Nigeria. When you come there, there's something about your life, amen, that attracts people. Why? Because you're a carrier of God. Imagine you and I carry God. Just walk past, amen, the White House. Walk past certain places. Not saying that. We're just walking. And you just start seeing things. The Bible says, amen, before them, hallelujah. It's like the Garden of Eden. Behind them, a desolate wilderness. Come on, friends. A company of people who will turn, make the mountains, amen, level, the crooked path straight, amen. 
that in their day as they walk, the valleys have been filled up. It's called the voice of one in the wilderness. We're preparing the way of the Lord. We're making his path. The path of God is within the heart of men. The mountain is within us. As we walk, we're straightening things and bringing alignment to nations. Dominion is not screaming and shouting. When you enter into a place, people will... Have you noticed? Everybody know. When a man of influence enters a place, we know. We know. There's a carriage. When you, who are supposed to be a carrier of God, I was, I was watching what, you know, one comedy, like a religious comedy. This guy, you know, he was making fun of pastors. He said, where have you heard wizard when they want to kill people? They're screaming and shouting and calling all kinds of things, you know. He said, no, when wizard wants to kill you, they don't, they don't even tell you. <laughs> you just start feeling, hey, what's, up? what's going on? He said, why is it that pastors, they want to cast that demon, they will scream, they will call down fire, they will call down thunder, they will call... I cannot stop laughing, I was just having a crack of myself. I said, but this is the reality, it's the same thing. Bible said, by their fruits, you will know them. The tabernacle of David is not something gigantic you build. If you want to build something gigantic, let it be built, amen, yes, for community development, for community life, amen. Let it be built, let it be. Don't say, well, this is, no, no. Give it to the community. And there are a lot of things that I desire to build like that, just to bring people. You see, there's a way, there's a, there are different ways we can preach the gospel. The Bible said, the poor you always have. What do we do, amen, with the poor? within our society, our community. What do we do with people, amen, who are sick mentally, physically, emotionally? What do we do, amen, with homes shattered, broken? What do we do? Ministries are all around us. We see we cannot do ministry without the life of Christ. You can have money. Money is not ministry. Money is part. Money is a good tool, amen, but money without the life of God is just another you know, government projects. <laughs> you understand? Oh, come on, friends. God is calling us. Heaven is calling us. And we need to respond to the voice of God in this new day. We need to hear, hallelujah, the demand of God, the requirement of God. Let me read one or two scriptures then I'll be done for this morning. Amen. Amos, again, Amos, Amos 9, 11. In that day, I will restore the process of the restoration Amen. Of what is called the tabernacle of David is what we are going through right now. And that process, amen, starts with God shaking our foundation, shaking, amen, and, 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 and going deep into the very core of what is buried within what we call spirituality, Christianity. I will restore because that thing has been pulled, has been shattered, amen. So God is restoring, just like God will use Nehemiah, Ezra, amen. These are powerful, you know, uh, uh, you know, instruments in the in the restoration of God. The, you know, if you look at, if you read the book of Agar, hallelujah, you will understand how God restored things, amen. Yes, Agar. I don't have the time to look at Agar, but there are there are certain prophets, amen, certain key men, amen. Yes, that God used. 
Amen. In the concept of restoration, I will restore the David's fallen tent. I told you it's a tent. But that tent is the place where God dwells. That, that tent housed the ark of God. Amen. And the ark of God is made up of what? Yes. A mercy seat. God sits there in his mercy. And from there he expresses, amen, his dominion and administrations over the earth through the life of people. Alright? So God is restoring the fallen tent of David. He said, I will repair it. I will repair his broken places. Restore his ruins. He said, if you look at this church right now, this thing that, don't compare because the glory of this house cannot be compared to the glory of the latter house. There is that which is called the latter house God is building. And that house is not just going to inhabit men. That house is going to inhabit God. And that is the beauty. That is what is different about this order, amen. That we are building something that, amen, God is the one that sits, he presides over it. He rules and reigns over it. We're not talking about it. He's in charge. He's the, he's the chief shepherd, amen. In the church of Christ, Christ, amen, is the, is the chief shepherd. Christ, hallelujah, is the head. Not your bishop, not your apostle, not your prophet, amen, uh, not your pastor. In the church that Christ is building, he is the chief shepherd. He sits, he reigns, he rules, he governs. He is the one instructing us and we are all taking instruction until we come to, amen, yes, the full stature. We come to surrender, submit ourselves as sons in the order of that which God is doing. It's important we look at this. And we're saying all of this will be manifested through something that is called, amen, the heart of a good shepherd. In Matthew 16, 18, he said, I tell you that, amen, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my ecclesia or my church, the one that will represent me or my government in the earth. Jesus was speaking in code, even though earlier what, what he was saying was basically known to everybody because everybody back in the day understand what church is. They understand what church means. They understand, amen, that church, amen, is the seat of power, is the seat of government, amen, is a place of legislative legislation, is a place where, amen, yes, issues of, 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 you know, of citizenship, amen, is addressed. Issues are there that deals with, amen, the, 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 the structure and the, and the, and the political, you know, economic realities of society is dealt with. It's the same term that Jesus used, hallelujah. Yes, I will build, amen, my, 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 my regency. The church is the regency, hallelujah, of heaven. The church is the regency of God, amen. The ecclesia represents, amen, the highest echelon of authority and power in the land. Yes. The church, a group of people represent, amen, yes, the, you know, the, the authority of Caesar. They are, they are legislators, amen. Yes, they are senators. They are people of influence and authority and power. And what Jesus was saying is, amen, yes, as you understand church in the natural, it's almost the same thing I'm trying to teach you, but not the same. Because they lorded over the people, but with you it shall not be so. So that's why I'm saying when we are talking about this concept of the church and what the Lord is restoring this season, 
We may think we have an idea, but it's important, amen, that we also understand that Jesus uses similitude, symbols, amen, to express something far deeper and far, amen, profound than what we understand. Because we understand government when we understand politics, amen. We understand government when we understand, you know, you, you, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, world economy and all of that. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. There's a life, there's a government, there's a position of authority and life, amen, that the Lord will have us to emit and come into as a culture called the kingdom culture. You see, the church is the expression of the kingdom of God. The church is like a midwife bringing forth what the kingdom of God is. The, the kingdom of God is bigger than the church. But for the kingdom of God, just like for God to do anything in the earth, according to his own standards and values, amen, he must go through a channel. Yes, as, as it is with God. So it is, amen, with his administration. If God wants to administrate authority and regency over a realm, he needs a people to be there. That's why, amen, it's important that we are present in places, amen. Yes, the church in Philadelphia, the church, amen, inside is the church in Ephesus, the church, hallelujah, yes, in, in You've got to be there. There has to be a people, amen. And how does church congregate and connect has to be done via the spirit, not just by you know physical network. It's not going to work. You see, the church is a spiritual entity. Everything that the church represents is spiritually spiritually connected. Is spiritually wired. And what that means is the the sense of you know, biblical spirituality is built, amen, on the values, on the values, amen, on the values of God's word. God's word is the introduction, is, is the point and place where we understand the heart of God, the mind of God, the will of God, amen. It's when we understand what the word of God says and what the word of God is that we know how to, how to build a community. That's why, you know, uh, uh, last, year, last year we did a whole series of teaching on the book of Acts. That was to prepare us, give us an insight, amen, into what the church of God is and what God intends the church to become in the earth. The church, amen, is a place of strength, stability. It's a place, amen, yes, of solidity. I will build my church on this rock, that rock, amen, is a revelation of the ascended Christ. You cannot build a church when you don't have the revelation of the ascended Christ. Not the Christ, amen, that just came to the earth, all right, and, and, and provided food and provided, you know, uh, 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 healing and deliverance. All that is good. But far beyond that, there is a Christ that, amen, that came from heaven, that ascended to heaven, that is seated on the right hand of the Father, hallelujah, making intercession for us. You want, to ask, you want to understand the church? You've got to understand Christ, amen, before he came to earth and after he left the earth. Because if you reduce Christ to what he just did on the earth, ah, you will be locked in one mindset. That Christ just came, amen, to provide for us, to make a way for us. Right? No, there's a reason why he came and expressed himself and did what he did. Hallelujah. And when we understand that, when we understand Christ from the priesthood of his ascension, then it becomes easy for us. It becomes very easy for us to understand what the kingdom of God is and represents. He came with the 
with the values of heaven to build this earthly order called church. Like I said, the church represents something. The church, rep the church does not stand for itself. The church does not represent itself. The church is a representative hallelujah, of the Father. Or if you will, amen, of Christ. Christ reveals the heart of the Father. You understand this, friends? This, these are the things we are talking about when we say the restoration of the tabernacle. The restoration of the tabernacle of David is the restoration of the church that God intends. If you will, amen, a company, an ecclesia that God desire and design. That's what the church is. David is a church. Just as Joseph is a church. Elijah, Elijah was a church. Guess what? Mary and Joseph was a type of a church. Just as John the Baptist was a type of a church. Guess what? Zachariah was a type of a church that God used to birth amen, his, his, his next prophetic intentions in the earth. And everyone has got amen, you know, a, a, a function. A function. You've got to know your function as a church. I was, I was representing the type of a church in Nigeria when they took me from Nigeria and brought me to South Africa. When they brought me to South Africa, I'm expressing a different kind of a church. All of these expressions, amen, are all part of the, the progressive activities of God, bringing us into a point and a place where we express what is called the kingdom of God. Because when the church of God, amen, walk in the true reality of God's intention within the region, what you see, amen, is is, is the dominion of God, is the kingdom of God manifesting itself. The church, when it's done, built in accordance to Christ's divine pattern, what you see in manifestation, the fruit of that church, amen, is kingdom, is kingdom manifestation, is kingdom life, is kingdom value, because the church, earlier, is the representative of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's no way God's prophetic counsel will be established in the earth without a living church, without the existence of the church. That's why Jesus, Jesus did not commit the building of the church to an apostle. He didn't commit the building of the church to a prophet. He didn't commit the building of the church amen, to a pastor. He said, I will build my church. But the church of the Lord, hallelujah, include the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and all the rest of the fivefold ascended gift. Are you, are you getting this, friends? We've got to understand. Until we see the states, that is why one man can function, amen, between three, even some, four gifts of the ascended ministry. As, as they take that man or that person from, you know, grace to grace. You just realize that at every at every seasons of your life, your emphasis is different. Maybe you start you know, emphasizing the evangelistic grace, and you and they release because it's the Holy Spirit doing His work after all. So I, I can't remain and say, "Oh well, I'm, I'm called to be a prophet, and therefore all my life I just stick to the prophetic." No, the prophetic amen flows as a stream into others, just as all the other streams flows into the prophetic. God help us. Father, help us. Help us to see your intention. Help us to understand your heart and your mind. Help us to build in accordance to your divine counsel. I will build it. He said, he said I tell you, Peter, remember, God needs a vessel, humans, not just a system, not just a structure. God needs a person. You see, when the person understands God's intention, 
then you know that the things of God cannot be built and they turn into an organization. The things of God are built earlier, you know, in an in a in an echo system of life. It's an organism. That's why all those ideas we used to do regarding evangelism, it never worked. The Bible says, and the Lord added to the church because he's the one building the church. And he knows, amen, who needs to be added, when they, when, when they need to be added, and the number that needs to be added. <laughs> so don't kill yourself. Where your spirit is lying in alignment with the will of God and the counsels of God, what you need for in the intentions of God to be to flow through what you are building, amen, will come in. Don't you understand that the people that God sent to you are part of the resource to build and to express the desires of God within that region. Every region needs a type of a church. A type of a church. Because the church seeks to do the bidding of God, the purposes of God, the counsels of God. He said, are you still talking about the tabernacle of David? Of course. Of course. These are the, these are the metrics like, these are the, these are the dimension earlier of what is called, amen, the, the key of David, the key of David. You see, David operated in, in all the fivefold ascended ministry. David operated in all the fivefold. He was a prophet, he was, he was an evangelist, he was a pastor, he was a teacher. I mean, he functioned in, in the end. And coupled with that, he was a psalmist. He was a king priest. Tell me that ministry in the Bible that David did not function in. Because his heart was aligned to the mind of the Father. And he grew, he developed in that order of life. And he was a human because he, he, he sinned. But we saw how he was quick to also repent of his sin. So the church is not perfect. But God is bringing us to a place of perfection. As we yield ourselves and surrender to the heart of God, to the mind of God. God is the one perfecting, as, just as he's the one building his church. So whatever is in our life, amen, that is not in alignment with him, he focuses on those things. He, he highlights those things. And he will continue to highlight those things in your life. You can't run away. Until those things are dealt with, he will not leave you alone. Call next year, my year of God knows what. God will say, sorry, that's your idea. But this is what I'm, I'm still pointing to that thing. you got to deal with it. So as we understand all of these things, and submit, we find rest because you cannot build and God cannot use you to build his intention in anxiety, in fear, in pride, amen, in arrogance. No, no, no. Those are alien to the spirit. Humility must become what goes before us and humility comes through what? Obedience. You can't say you're humble when you're not, when, when you are not submissive, amen, to, to God's standard, to God's value. And you cannot do that if you don't love the word of God. Because to love the word of God is to know what God expects of you. You cannot give what you don't know. So we have to understand what the spirit of God is doing. Let's, let's surrender to it. You stop fighting God. And stop fighting his ways. And stop fighting his will. No, the, the word of God, amen. If, if, if the word of God is in your heart and that word you've allowed it to grow, that word of God will guide you. You see, the word of God is an umpire. The word of God will tell you, yes, what is right from what is wrong. Basically, that is the intention of doctrine. Doctrine is the manifestation, amen, of the character, amen, 
that, that defines our framework of spirituality. Unless we become, <laughs> we, we become spooky in the name of spirituality. You know, all kinds of things today you see people doing in the name of spirituality. But when you have doctrine, amen? Doctrine, if, that's not, sorry. Doctrine keeps you in the balance. Uh-huh. One should prophesy. Two should judge. You understand? Doctrine tells you how to behave, how to interact. In fact, doctrine is what shapes our values, amen, of, of biblical spirituality, which is an expression of the kingdom of God. You understand? That's why people can come from different parts of the world and meet for the first time, and it's like they've known themselves for, forever. Why? Because they are feeding on the right doctrine. They are feeding on the right meat. That's how we began. My meat is to do. When, when, when you sit under doctrine, you may not get a lot of goose pimples. Oh, hallelujah. No. Doctrine is where you are being taught the way of the Lord. More perfect. Zeal and doctrine must go hand in hand. Not one outshining the other. No. You see, the house of David must be a house that teaches people the ways of God, the heart of God, the mind of God, amen, and the concept of representing God, even in the world. Yes. Are you getting this, friends? Got to look into all of this and understand all of this so that when the Lord send us out, we are a true, a true reflector. Doctrine will tell you, amen, that when you move from one house to another, there's a protocol, there's a way, amen. Yes, you've got to act, you've got to behave. You don't just go there, hallelujah, the Spirit of God is moving. No, even when the Spirit of God is moving, there is a protocol. Because the Spirit, amen, is an intelligent spirit. The, the way we understand the Spirit of God, the things of the Spirit, is like the Spirit just moves with that direction. No, 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 no. The Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, in other words, there's been a coming, a gradual coming. When the day, everybody was seated. I can go and read it again for you. They were all ready. They were all prepared. It's not like the thing caught them, you know, unprepared, unaware. Oh, everybody, everything is going crazy. When things are going crazy, I can assure you, God is not there. Even when things don't pan out the way you expect, it's because you're not you're not giving heed to the instructions of God. That's why you feel the, the Bible says, and the day will come upon them suddenly like a thief in the night. No, that should not be your portion. If you are preparing, you're walking in alignment. The Bible says, when men were sleeping, the enemy came in. But when you live your life in the order and in the principles of God, you know that God is very purposeful. God is very purpose-driven. And you know why? Because God has a vision. That's why it's purpose-driven. You see, we have said it before. If you have listened to our teachings, amen, yes, that the reason why we have purpose is because there's a bigger vision. There's a, there's, you see, our purpose, amen, are little pockets of things we need to do, things that we need to attend to, how we need to walk, we need to behave, because there's a, there's a, there's a divine program there's a divine objective right? when you don't know God's heart amen for the season you will jump into anything you will do anything in the name of purpose but that's not purpose purpose is very ob 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 objective ob objective purpose is very directive amen purpose is 
very amen. Yes, uh, uh, mission driven. The, 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 why, why are you training every day? Why are you going to gym every day? You can't be going to gym just because uh, uh, you want to slim down. That's good. But if that if that is your purpose, just because you want to slim, uh, then um, I don't think it's the right purpose. If you want to have a healthy life, amen. Yeah, maybe that's a better purpose. There has to be something beyond where I just want to keep slim. What's the purpose of you being slim? I'm just giving that as an example. What is the pop? What is the purpose, amen? Of your education is good. Yes, you're going to school, and it's good, and I'm going to school. Yeah, but what is the purpose? When you understand that purpose, because there's a bigger vision, because someday you want to be in control, you want to take charge, you want to be able to influence people, amen. Yes, in, in society, you want people to listen to you. So when you go to school, you focus. When everybody's going to play, you can't. You, you don't want to play. Not like you don't want to play, but you know you know how you're doing what you're doing. You understand? You know how you're doing what you're doing. Yes. Once we understand, Amen, the bigger vision of God for His church, you see, it's easy to align with His purpose. It's easy to go to flow, even when it doesn't make sense. That's the point that I'm making. Hallelujah. We have to build, Amen, with with vision at heart and driven by purpose God had a plan for David and that plan amen was going to take him another 14 years to be ready to be prepared but God doesn't mind you see once you understand the vision amen time in purpose is inconsequential that the thing took uh, three years, four years. It really doesn't matter because, amen, all of that is factored into what he said before. For the joy set before him. I say, I have a vision of the kind of church the Lord wants to see manifest in this end time. And I know that what people are building today does not reflect that church. I know that. And that's why I can speak from the direction and, and, and the pattern to which God is speaking to me. You see, the best of people, this came to me yesterday, the best of people, the best of character can be corrupt, amen, with an old wine skin. What, whatever the Bible called an old wine skin, they say you cannot pour the new wine into an old wine skin. Excuse me, I'm not the one that defines what what constitutes um, an old wine skin but at least i know what is called a new wine skin and they say you cannot pour um, a new wine in an old wine skin so um if i try to renovate the old wine skin if i try to make it more grand much more, more beautiful i try to make it more relevant it's still the old wine skin you see, so, so the best of people, I, 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 I mean, I know some pure, wonderful people who are in what you would call an old wine skin. And they're just there. You know what? Because they have not been captured. They have not been driven. They have not come into what is known, amen, as the new day of God. So it's difficult for them. In fact, they can't comprehend it. So all their life, this is what they know. So when you say this God is not here, they, they can they just look at you like, what are you talking about? You cannot pour. God is not pouring 
So if, if you think, well, ah, can't you see what is happening there? God is not there. He's moved. When the cloud moves, he moves. When the cloud moves, whatever you're doing, whatever, wherever you are becomes obsolete. You've got to track with God. You've got to be where he is. Jesus prayed, amen, that he wants his people to be where he is. Where's Jesus? Where's the Lord in your life today? Where is God, amen? Yes. Where are you in the current emphasis of the Spirit? Because that is where, amen, the Lord approves. God will not pour new wine in an old wine skin. So your, your duty and my duty is to define what is the old wine skin and what is the new wine that God is pouring. What is that wine? Oh, well, you may tell me what I know. Before you come, jump into conclusion, I think you should ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand what that is. Because I'm also still trying to you know, track what the new wine is and what constitutes the old wine skin. There are two things. One contains the other. Wine is to be contained by the wine skin. But they said this wine skin, all right, is old. Whatever is old, the Bible says it's discarded. God will come for the new. So why is the new? It's your responsibility to find out. It's my responsibility to find out. Don't you think it's a nice place for us to stop this morning? I can just continue and continue. But the Lord is building his church. You are that church. Peter is a person, not just a system, not just an institution. Amen. The Lord did not build an institution earlier. He built a person. The first thing God created earlier after the creation of the world, amen, was to create a man in his own image and in his own likeness. Because God, amen, wants to interact with a human being. So God uses human being, reform, transform, amen. The first man made a mist made a mess of God's you know, plan for his life. Amen. God brought forth another, another man by the name Jesus Christ, the second man, the last Adam. Hallelujah. So whatever we do has to be factored within those concepts, friends. The best of men with the idea and the ideology statement of the fallen carnal Adamic nature cannot house the things of God. God is not there. No matter how beautiful, how powerful, how, you know, <laughs> that thing looks and sounds. It's just an entertainment. People admire it and like it. Wow, wow, wow. And that's it. But that thing will not produce life, will not bring thought, the intentions of God. Yes. So we have to be moving towards that order of what is called, amen, the, the last man, the new man, the the, the, you know, the second man, excuse me, the last Adam. There's no third Adam. There are only two kinds of Adam. The first Adam, the second Adam. The first man, the last Adam. Amen, friends? Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Spirit of God. We've been talking about the restoration of the tabernacle of David. David, amen, reflects a pattern, a pattern of life we must have as we come into Christ. David is compared in many ways to our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself came through the lineage of David. David is a figure that we cannot afford to ignore in this season. Amen. We have to know how this man walked, how he constructed his life, how he yielded himself in obedience to the values of God. And how God used him, amen, to birth his intentions in the earth. 
restoring the tabernacle of David, unveiling Christ and his kingdom till we all come to the full stature of Christ. David showed us, he said, he said, in the in the order amen, of his calling and, 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 and intention. He said, he is not the one that runs amen, from the wolves. He charges against them. Let me say this as a close. God is looking for men and women who will be burdened by the restoration of a kind of a life that will express God's intentions and counsels in the earth through leadership. Leadership means to lead by example, to lead a life of, 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 you know, of example. Leadership is not until you are given a portfolio to lead people. It's a life that reflects, amen, God's counsel, God's desire. It's a life that showcases, amen, a burden to want to see things change, restore to their right, amen, order of life. That's leadership. Whenever you see people, amen, seeking to bring the change, to correct things, amen, to realign things, to bring order, amen, you basically know that these people are leaders. You don't have to give them something to do. You don't have to commit something into their hand before they express that. David was a shepherd, amen, and he showed up when the lion, hallelujah, attacked his father's sheep. There are all kinds of things attacking us, attacking the people of God, attacking community, attacking society. And this is why we're speaking from this position. All right? Some people think, oh, we're castigating, we're challenging them. We're No, 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 no. We are just turning up, amen, as David. Yes, it's your responsibility, yes, to fight, to challenge any person, any system, any spirit, amen, that seeks to want to destroy God's sheep. That man, that woman, that boy, that girl being abused, being taken, you know, uh, uh, advantage of, you know, that condition, your community, yes. Maybe even within the body, church, you as a David should rise up. And because the Spirit of God lives in David, you can see no natural person will challenge a bear. No natural human, no, no matter how powerful, how, how muscular, amen, how, how well trained you are to, to charge against a lion. No, that's impossible. There has to be a divine spirit. The zeal of my father's house, David said, consume me. Have you noticed that when you are consumed by God's zeal, mixed with knowledge, you outdo yourself. You do things that you yourself, you're like, wow. Yes. Yes. That's what we are looking for. That is what this season. You see, people who, who step into that grace, into that order of David, are not afraid of systems. They're not afraid of government, no matter how powerful they are. They're not even afraid of their own life. They're not afraid to die. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. They're not afraid. You can't, you can't scare them. If you do this, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> this, I'm already dead. <laughs> Don't you know? I carry the cross. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. I'm a dead woman. <laughs> I'm dead, so you can't kill me twice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, uh, we will take your pope. We will take your, uh, you know, whatever it is. You will remain poor. Uh, sorry. Christ is my wealth. In him I live, I move, I have my being. You see, the reason why we are uh, afraid, we still, you know, hold back, is because there are things in our life that we are doing. 
where you've lost it all, you've yielded all, you've surrendered all, you've laid it all on the altar, you go all out for God. Then God turns up and there. God backs you. Do you think it was David that was fighting the bear? Do you think it was David, you know, challenging the lion? No, it was the spirit of God in David. Do you think it was David earlier that, that you know that killed Goliath? You must be you must be out of your brain to think it was David that killed Goliath. No, there is a spirit in man. Come on, friends. There is a spirit in man. It's the spirit of God that is at work in you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not by might, it's not by power. But my spirit says, Lord. Lord, we enter into this day of David. Once again, we clothe ourselves with the authority, with the life found in David. David is a reflection of, of an anointing, of an anointing in Christ. And we enter into that anointing as a company, as a people of God. We enter into that order. We declare our minds right now align. We align to the divinic authority. Thank you, Lord, for the scepter that will not depart. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. This is the day of the emergence of the Zion's church. We are, oh God, the people that your spirit is weakening. We are being weakened from death. We are being weakened, oh God, from the grave. We declare the name of Jesus. It's a new day of resurrection. We are rising in power. We are rising in authority. We are rising, oh God, yes, in the spirit of wisdom and revelation and counsel. Thank you this day, Lord, that we go forth because you are sending us. We declare the name of Jesus that we will not be afraid for you have not given to us the spirit of fear. Lord, beneath our life this day is the spirit of grace. So we rise up against every adversary. We rise up above every other challenge, every circumstance in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come to the mind, yes, of, of Christ. We begin to think, oh God, from that heavenly order. We declare the name of Jesus that our priesthood, yes, is a divinity priesthood connected to the priesthood of Melchizedek. There was a priesthood in Judah. We thank you, Lord, that we are sons of David. The Bible says the least in the house of David will be like God. We rise up, oh God. We take our place take our place in the name of Jesus we proclaim that we are victorious we are victorious we are not defeated we rise up this day wherever you are I, I declare upon you right now that the spirit of the Lord is resting upon you I declare that there is a stirring within your heart you are able yes one yes shall put a flight a thousand but two shall put to flight ten thousand I declare yes Greater is he that is in you. Your life this day is becoming a tabernacle for God. It's becoming a habitation, yes, for God. Your mind, your soul, your body, your being, every part of your faculty, yes, your intelligence right now are being transformed. I declare this day you will embrace Christ. You will embrace the cross. The will of God right now is shaping your thoughts, shaping your mind. In the name of Jesus, you are taking your place in God. Governance. You are taking your place in administration.
kingdom administration in the name of Jesus you will begin to understand the ways of the kingdom you will begin to understand the patterns of the spirit you will begin to listen and walk out yes in the mind of Christ right now I declare that the spirit of God is flowing like a river into your life clarity is coming to you direction is coming to you you are being led by the spirit of God I declare you are being led by the spirit of God error right now is becoming a thing of the past fear yes in the name of Jesus I'm becoming the thing of the past the Lord is showing you yes the pathway you will go through the eyes of a needle in the name of Jesus you will pass through the eyes of a needle in the name of Jesus though you walk through the valley of Bacar you will make it a spring a place yes in the name of Jesus where the presence and the glory of God is being revealed right now you are moving towards that hill called Zion the place of perfected beauty may your life this day reflect the beauty of God reflect the counsels of God reflect the glory of God reflect the essence of God I declare you're alive you're alive because Christ in you the hope of glory the life of Christ is in you right now is turning shining you are illuminating the realm you are transforming the realm in the name of Jesus go for break father take your place in Jesus name don't be afraid go represent the will of God I said represent the counsels of God I said represent the mind of God let wisdom build a house in you let wisdom build a house in you let grace build hallelujah yes your life in the name of Jesus I declare partner with heaven right now partner with God in the name of Jesus submit to God let him perfect all that concerns you Spirit of the Lord thank you Lord for a new cloud a new heaven over the people a new a new a new heaven density of cloud for an outpouring of your spirit let it distill let it rain upon the heart upon the life of your people let a new people emerge with a sense of understanding kingdom education kingdom lifestyle thank you father for the pattern yes to to walk out in accordance to your prophetic ordained desire thank you spirit of god that this ones oh god will not be in and out but will be straight-minded will be focused-minded in the name of jesus they will not be double-minded in the name of jesus they will obey they will follow they will walk oh god your life oh god will flow through them in the name of jesus father i thank you for what you're doing right now oh hallelujah thank you father for a new church a new ecclesia a new people with governmental authority speaking without fear representing yes the demand for the realm for their society for their community thank you oh god because you're resident in their life you can walk through them you can move through them yes jesus thank you father that we are feeding on you christ you are our meal you are our flesh that we eat our meat is to do your will, O oh God, and to finish it. We thank you. We honor you, O oh God. We glorify your name right now for what your spirit, O oh God, is doing. Thank you, Father, for hope, 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 hallelujah, hope that make it not a shame, hope that does not put to disappointment. Thank you for living hope. Thank you for faith. Thank you right now that we are positioned in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are not shaking. We are not moved. Thank you, Father, for your 
word right now yes that is becoming life to us we put on we put on the word we put on the Lord Jesus Christ our mind yes Lord is dressed with the mentality of Jesus thank you Spirit of God that we are not defeated mentally we are not defeated psychologically we are not defeated spiritually we rise up in the name of Jesus and we declare this day that the Word of God is our guide the Word of God leads us the Word of God instructs us the Word of God teaches us thank you Spirit of God that right now we have kingdom mindset Lord we are not of this world and therefore we do not succumb we refuse to yield to the patterns of this world rather we are transformed by the renewing of our minds thank you Father for victorious mind as I speak right now thank you Lord for what you're doing in the, in the space of your people those watching me from their homes wherever they are watching from thank you Lord that you invade their space right now with your glory and presence you're transforming them, healing them. You're restoring them. You're breaking the chains of darkness and bondage in the name of Jesus. I say, Lord, you're breaking the chains of darkness and bondage. Sickness, disease, infirmity are being shattered in the name of Jesus. The power of God is hitting you right now, wherever you are. Your mind is being liberated. Your soul, your mind, your thought is being liberated. Changes is taking place over your realm right now. The anointing of God is destroying the yoke of darkness. You're having a new mindset, a new mentality. You are walking, you are seeing the way the Lord will have you see. You are, you are entering into that position of God's intention. God's counsel is being, yes, is being, is being transferred into your space. You are moving. You are walking. You are understanding the will of God. In the name of Jesus, you become indeed the house of God. You become the living temple. You become the living word. You become the living stone. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 The capacity to teach, to build, to train, to equip in accordance to the will of God is your portion. Lord, we thank you for healing, rest, peace, joy, strength, provision in every area. New sense of vision like Caleb, oh God. The ability not to give up. 40 years ago, he said, I was promised this mountain. 40 years later, he said, I'm still waiting to receive. I refuse to give up. Lord, I thank you for men and women whom you are equipping in this season who will rise up, yes, with that Gideon's anointing to pull down the altars of God, the altars of idolatry in the name of Jesus in their father's house. Thank you, God, as Gideon rose up and pulled down the altars of power. Lord, I thank you right now that you're doing a new thing. Thank you, yes, Lord, for the towers of Babel that is crumbling, towers of, of, of rebellion, wickedness that is coming down. Hallelujah. We honor you, O God, for a new church emerging with power, with authority, yet in humility, submitting to the order of your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Friends, once again, I want to thank you for joining me this morning. If uh, this word has ministered to you well, why don't you share it with your friends and family and, and loved ones? Amen. 
Yes, let people know what God is doing in this season. Let your light be a beacon of light. Continue to shine and reflect, amen, the light of God. Wherever you are, thank you. I really appreciate. And of course, those that will be listening to, amen, this audio broadcast and podcast later from different part of the world. Once again, I want to thank you for joining us from being part of our journey and, and listening and, uh, and the testimony that we're hearing from different part of the world or right? even from uh, Turkey. We want to thank God for how God is using us to speak and to move, amen, uh, the hand of God over the nations. It's a privilege to be part, amen, of God's voice for this land. There, please continue to pray for me. I need your prayer as I pray for you, amen. Need a lot of grace and direction particularly in this season and time. Amen. So once again, thank you. I hope you are going to uh, be attending a place of fellowship today. If, you, if you're going to do that, please do that. And make sure you go to the right place. Don't go to a place where they're just going to lie to you and, and give you you know, a, 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 a kind of a detour from the path of God. But if you're committed to a local church, a local assembly, please remain committed there. Continue to pray and ask the Lord to give you clarity and direction. Amen. And interact with what the Lord is doing. All right? But if you have yet to find one, continue to interact with God and relate with God. All right? And of course, if you need a, a, a counseling from me, you want to maybe reach out to me, please feel free to do that. Okay, uh, uh, You can do that through uh, our email. I think one of these days I need to start giving you some of those details but it's not it's not it's not excuse me it's not difficult to reach out to me you can do that through a uh, uh, messenger or you can set me out on um, what they call it whatsapp okay uh, just make it know uh, make it known that okay you you want direction and counsel and all of that and I'm, I'm sure I'll respond to you but it's been a wonderful time this morning just sharing in the heart of God, the mind of God with you. Please don't give up on hope. Don't give up on your faith. Amen. Don't let your present situation or circumstance, amen, make you to conclude wrongly or amen or, or just, you know, give up on life. Please don't. Tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow, amen, will be better than today. I can assure you. Tomorrow will be better than, you know, than today. If today is challenging for you, just see it, amen, as a period, that, as, a, as a season that you have to go through. They say there's a need that we go through, amen, the valley of backup. There's a need that we go through. They say, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I want to encourage you. I believe, amen, in encouraging, amen, the church, the body of Christ. I believe, amen, in strengthening you. So I want to strengthen and encourage you. Don't give up, amen. Don't throw in the tower. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you. All things are working together for your good because you love the Lord. And of course, because you are called after God's you know, purpose. So thank you, everyone. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, uh, my dear brother, uh, uh, Marcus uh, Petty, who God has used to you know, help us with this uh, uh, background sound. Thank you so very much once again. And uh, please continue to pray. And continue to pray for my country, Nigeria. Uh, the election was done yesterday. I really don't know amen, what's going on, but I want to believe amen, that God's counsel will be established. And of course, it's been established. Like I always say, there will be another day after the election. Amen. So let's allow the Lord amen, to take charge and continue to lead us. And we're praying for this nation, South Africa. 
want to believe God that God, amen, God's will and purpose will be established. And of course, across the continent, amen, wherever you're watching from, uh, Kenya, uh, Mozambique, uh, um, uh, Zimbabwe, we have people from different parts, amen, of Africa connecting to our online, uh, you know, um, resource. We just pray that God will continue to bless you. And of course, our friends from different parts of the world, America, Asia, all of that, we pray God, amen, to perfect his intentions in your life. Continue to rise and stand. We pray for the underground church, amen, in Turkey, amen, that they will continue, amen, to be resourced and be strong and be encouraged and they will not give up, amen, and, and of course in other parts of the world. We have few people from the underground church, amen, actually connecting with us and we thank God for that. So we pray for them. We, we ask the Lord to continue to strengthen them and resource them and empower them. Yes, that's our desire. Our, our desire is to unveil Christ and his kingdom, particularly in seasons like this. Love you so much, everyone. Please continue to pray. And let's ask the Lord, amen, to continue to help us to remain and to abide, amen, in his church, in his body as one. The church of the Lord will prevail. God bless you. Have yourself, amen, a blessed and a wonderful morning. Amen. Bye-bye.